Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is a big one. 2022 Jacksonville Jaguars records prediction show. We've got less than one week till our first NFL Sunday of the season. We just had an absolutely wild weekend of college football, especially if you're a fan of teams in the Sunshine State. Uh, The Bills head to LA to take on the Rams in just two days on Thursday Night Football. Football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Very excited about it. Please subscribe and hit that notification bell so you do not miss a show on here. You can follow me at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter, Generation Jaguar, at Generation Jag. And without further ado, it is time for my 2022 Jaguars record prediction. I just nailed the captain's prediction, so maybe we'll have some luck here. You have Trevor Lawrence and Brandon Sheriff on offense, Josh Allen and Foya Lewican on defense, and then Logan Cook on special teams. As voted on by the players. You'll also have a sixth captain every week chosen by Peter, Doug Peterson at his discretion. Um, so we nailed those ones. Let's see if we can nail some picks here for the season. Vegas has the Jaguars at six and a half wins, um, which means, you know, if, if, you're, if you're thinking six or less, then you're on the under. If you're seven or more, you're on the over there. Jaguars won three games. All of last year, but each of those games was against teams with winning records. Kind of an example of how unpredictable the NFL is. This is a league that is based around the idea of parity, not the haves and have-nots like other sports, some other sports. You are supposed to be able to turn it around quickly in the NFL with free agency, with trades, with the draft. Um... The Jaguars this year, they take on the AFC South, of course, their own division. That's six games of their schedule. They take on the AFC West. That's four games of their schedule. The NFC East, another four games. They also play the Ravens, Lions, and Jets. And that's the entire schedule right there. AFC South, AFC West, NFC East, Ravens, Lions, Jets. The way I kind of did this and broke it down was in groupings of divisions, uh, just kind of helped me look at this more clearly, and and I might not I might not know which team in the division the Jaguars I think are going to beat or or lose to, but I have a gauge of how I think they can fare against each of these groupings of games. We will go through the entire schedule here, but in my head when I was breaking this down, I kind of did it by division, um, and, and and did it that way. I just thought that was an easier way to look at it than going through the whole schedule. Um, and predicting each game individually. But we will go through the entire schedule here. I think this is a team, you know, that they're much better coached, obviously, than they were last year. And then they have been in quite some time. I don't think you've had really high-level professional coaching in Jacksonville. 
um, since since before we even want to talk about. I'll say this: since before Shad Khan took over as the the uh, owner of the Jaguars in 2012, I don't think that there has been really high quality coaching in this in this city uh, for this organization. I think there is now. I think you have that in Doug Peterson. Obviously, his resume speaks for itself. Brought brought the Philadelphia Eagles their first Super Bowl championship. So, um, and he's a good offensive minded head coach. I think he knows when to push players, knows when to pull back a little bit and ease up. Um, you've seen that I think throughout the off season training camp and the preseason. Um, he's he's a players coach, but he holds them accountable, and I think that's what players really like. I think the players talked about that a little bit yesterday. Some of the captains did, Brandon Sheriff and, uh, and and Foye Aluokun. So I think you have a good situation with the coaching, not only with Doug Peterson, but I think Press Taylor is a really smart young coach, offensive coordinator. I think Mike Caldwell is also a bright mind on the defensive side of the ball. I like what he's going to be trying to do here in Jacksonville, doing a lot of what Todd Bowles has done over the last decade plus. Um and then I think you've got some really high-quality positional coaches as well, particularly like Phil Rauscher, great offensive line coach in my opinion, uh, Brenton Buckner on the defensive line I'm a big fan of. Uh, you, look at, you look at Mike McCoy and Jim Bob Cooter helping out, Mike McCoy being the quarterback coach and Jim Bob Cooter being the passing game coordinator. I just think you look through this entire coaching staff, there's not a guy that I'm like, well, should he really be here? Uh, I think it's a really quality group, and I think they all have the same vision under Doug Peterson. Then you look at the talent on this team. Uh, I think it's legit. I think they have legit talent. So what's the downfall? Um, I think youth could be the downfall, just newness, not, not having – not having this organization, this regime in place for longer than it has been. You know, these guys just got here. Um, Doug Peterson and company, you know, in in February. So we'll see how it all plays out here. Uh, that's just kind of a little bit of my rundown of how I view this football team going into 2022. I do think there's legit talent. I do think there's good coaching. But you're coming off of two seasons in which you won – Four total games. You've still got one of the very youngest teams in football. We'll see how it all plays out, but let's go ahead and get into this record prediction right now. They open up at Washington, at the Washington Commanders. I believe that they go up to Washington and win that game. Doug Peterson is very familiar with the Washington Commanders, um, with Ron Rivera. They've coached against each other. Uh, more than a handful of times here when, when Doug Peterson was the head coach of the Eagles. I think they go up and get the job done. I don't like the investment in Carson Wentz. I don't like some of the talk coming out of Washington. I do think they're a competitive football team. I think they've got great offensive weapons. I think they have a pretty good offensive line, a really, really good defensive line, and just solid pieces littered throughout the roster. And I think Ron Rivera is a fine head coach. I think Scott Turner is a, a good play caller, a good offensive coordinator. So this is not a gimme by any stretch. I would not be surprised if the Jaguars lost this game. But I have them winning it against the Washington Commanders. I think Doug Peterson is a better coach than Ron Rivera. I think Trevor Lawrence is obviously a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. And just with, with the uh, collective talent on each roster. I just think the Jaguars are able to edge this one out again with an advantage at quarterback at head coach uh, for the Jaguars here. 
they head home to take on the Colts, who have not beaten the Jaguars in Jacksonville since 2014. Really insane stuff there. Uh, I'm giving the Jaguars the W on the schedule here. And uh, I think, really, when I look at this, this is one of those grouping things I talk about. I think they're going to split with the Colts, whether they win in Week 2 at home against the Colts or beat the Colts in Indy just a few weeks later. I think they're going to split with Indy, who's another talented football team. Uh, Shaquille Leonard looks like he's going to be back a lot quicker than everyone expected. Their star linebacker, Matt Ryan, takes over at quarterback. He's got Michael Pittman. He's got a great running game. Uh, Their offensive line is sneakily not as good as it has been, but if you get a healthy healthy Quentin Nelson and, and him going again, getting back to the level of play that he's usually bringing to the field, you've still got some talented pieces, your center, Dennis Kelly. Uh, so they've got some... They've got some talent, certainly, throughout their roster. I think the defense is upgraded. You know, you have Shaquille Leonard, you have DeForest Buckner, you have Quiddy Pay, you have Unique Ngakwe, Gus Bradley's the defensive coordinator. Um, Stephon Gilmore comes over, and he's going to provide a level of cornerback play that I don't think they've had as long as he remains healthy. So I think the Jaguars will split with the Colts, but I've got them beating them in Jacksonville per usual. Uh, that's kind of the way it goes. But the reason I say it's going to be a split and I don't know if they're going to win in Jacksonville or win in Indy is just because I think both of these teams are going to be competitive throughout the season. But um, you look at what the Jaguars did against the Colts last year, even in a terrible season for Jacksonville, uh, they almost beat Indy despite going down 17-0 in Indy last year. And then they did beat them in Jacksonville to end the season and eliminate the Colts from playoff contention. So I think the Jags split with the Colts going out to the Chargers in week three. Uh, the Jaguars really struggle on the West Coast. I know they went out there with Gardner Minshew and and spoiled the Raiders last game in Oakland a few years back, but historically the Jaguars have really struggled on the West Coast. I think the Chargers are one of the more talented teams in the entire league right now. I think Justin Herbert's an incredible talent at quarterback. He's got weapons all over the place. Their offensive line has turned from a weakness to a strength, and they've got talent on the defensive side of the ball as well. I think the Jaguars lose that one. They then travel to Philly. You know, Doug Peterson goes back to the place where, you know, won a Super Bowl, has a freaking statue outside of the stadium. But I don't think it's going to be a happy reunion for Doug Peterson and Philadelphia. I think, I think the Eagles are going to take care of business. While I do give the the coaching advantage and and the quarterback advantage to the Jaguars, the Eagles are just absolutely stacked throughout the rest of their roster in a lot of ways. They really revamped their defensive secondary. You know, bringing in Bradbury and then recently getting Chauncey Gardner Johnson. I just think the Eagles are going to have a little bit too much for the Jaguars. AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, um, they're just. They're loaded, and a lot of people believe they're going to be a real contender in the NFC. I'm not sure I'm there yet. I do think that they're a playoff-caliber team, and I think in in Philly, um, two straight road games, I think the Jaguars dropped both of them, which has them at 2-2 and after the first four weeks. Versus the Texans. You head back home to take on the Texans, who the Jaguars have not beaten since Deshaun Watson's first game of his rookie season. That's just incredible. They play each other twice a year. Haven't won since 2017. Um, I think the this is difficult because, like I said, the Jaguars haven't won against Houston since 2017. But they are far 
more talented team. I think they're a better coached team. I think they're moving in the right direction. I don't know that the Texans are moving in the right direction. I like a lot of the offseason moves they made, especially in the draft when you talk about bringing in Derek Stingley, um, Charles Cross, uh, Jalen Petrie, Damian Pierce, one of my favorite backs in the class. I think they got good value throughout the draft, but this this roster is still far from being super competitive week in and week out. And I don't like the fact that they got rid of David Cully after one year in which they didn't give him a chance to win, um, didn't give him a, a, a team that that had a chance to really compete for the playoffs. And I think he overachieved, um, quite frankly. And then you also get rid of your offensive coordinator, who I thought was doing a good job with Davis Mills. I just don't like some of the moves they made. I still think their roster is far away from being competitive. I have the Jaguars beating the Texans. Uh, We just talked about the next game, which is against the Colts. Uh, Again, I I think the Jaguars split with the Colts, whether it's winning week two or, or week six. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So at that point, your Jacksonville Jaguars, I have them at three and three. Then you go and, and you, you return home to take on the Giants. I think the Giants, while you have Brian Dayball, you feel better about the direction of that team. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to magically turn into Josh Allen overnight. I don't see that happening. I do think there's some good pieces. I liked it. I liked their draft. But I think the Jaguars at home are able to get the job done against a Giants team that still doesn't know what they have at quarterback. Then you go host the Broncos in London, uh, which I'm giving the Jaguars an L. I could see them winning this one, but I think Russell Wilson, um, he's got some toys to play with, some nice weapons, Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. I know they lost Tim Patrick, but overall, I just think the the Broncos are a, a step ahead. I mean, Russell Wilson, I think, is still one of the top quarterbacks in this league. I don't think he's tier one, but he's certainly a top 10 quarterback. Trevor Lawrence has yet to prove that he is that. Um, You've got some nice defensive pieces there in Denver. You've got some good offensive weapons. I think they're going to have a quality running game. Javante Williams is such a stud, and you've still got Melvin Gordon. So I've got the Jaguars losing to the Broncos in London. And this starts a three-week stretch where the Jaguars take on three straight AFC West teams and then have a bye week following that before they take on the Ravens. But uh, that's going to be a really murderer's row type of stretch here. You take on the Broncos in London. You return to Jacksonville to take on the Raiders, uh, which I have the Jaguars winning that game against the Raiders. I don't believe that um, they're quite as good as they're hyped up to be. I think their ceiling on offense is unbelievable, but questions about their offensive line still have some questions about their cornerback room. Uh, I'm not completely sold on the Raiders here. If I if I had to look through the AFC West and, and pick, I have the Chiefs and, and Chargers on top, and then 
Broncos and then Raiders rounding out the bottom. And that does not mean I think they're a bad team. I just think this is the most stacked division in football. And uh, I just question whether the Raiders will be able to um, to withstand the gauntlet of the season and make the playoffs. I think that's the most winnable game for the Jaguars against the AFC West, especially considering it's in Jacksonville. Just like the Ra- the Jaguars and, and a lot of other East Coast teams struggle to go to the West Coast, the same, it works the other way as well, where West Coast teams kind of struggle on the East Coast. So at that point, I've got the Jaguars at 5-4 and four after nine games. They then take on the Chiefs at Kansas City, incredibly difficult environment to play in, still a team that I think is one of the very best in football, and uh, I think the Jaguars pick up an L to drop to 5-5. Five and five. Then you got your bye week, then you host the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, Rashad Bateman, Mark Andrews, uh, they, did, they did a heck of a job in the draft landing a couple players that should not have been available when they were picked in their center that they picked up out of Iowa, Tyler Linderbaum, and then also Kyle Hamilton. Um, so I, I'm pretty bullish on the Ravens having a big bounce-back year this year, Lamar Jackson having a big year. I've got the Jaguars falling to the Ravens and falling to 5-6 and six here. At Detroit, um, this is an interesting one. This is one of those games that doesn't fall in the NFC East, AFC West, or AFC South. Uh, Detroit is obviously one of the media darlings right now with Dan Campbell being so interesting. You've got Deuce Staley, who's a heck of a fun guy at running backs coach, and and uh, Aaron Glenn as defensive coordinator. There's a lot of really fun personalities. There's a lot of fun, young, talented players in Detroit. And uh, I know this is bearing the lead a little bit, but I just think the Jaguars are going to split with the Lions and Jets. Both games are on the road. Um, so that that makes it a little difficult. I think when you look at the Jets and Lions and Jaguars, they're all in a similar boat right now, um, talent-wise and youth-wise. I do think you know you'd rather have Trevor Lawrence than Jared Goff, certainly. But the Lions have a lot of nice pieces on both sides of the football, and then the Jets. Um, I'm not sold on Zach Wilson yet, but they have a lot of talent around him on, on that field. I think they're they're well built young team as well. So I think the Jaguars will split with the Lions and Jets. But getting back into chronological order here, falling to the Lions, I have them falling to the Lions to to drop to five and seven. They then head to Tennessee to take on the Titans, who are the biggest thorn in the Jaguars side throughout the franchise's history. I don't think the talent gap between the Titans and Jaguars is big. Um, I don't think there's like this disparity in coaching or talent or anything like that, but it's a mentality thing. The Titans know they're going to beat the Jaguars. The Jaguars know they're going to lose to the Titans. Now, maybe that completely flips here with Doug Peterson running the show, getting these guys confidence and all that, but I have them losing at Tennessee uh, to the Titans. Then returning home to take on the Cowboys, I think this could very easily go either way, but with Dak Prescott being the experienced quarterback that he is, Um, with a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, with Jason Peters coming in, hopefully for the Cowboys and Cowboys fans, he'll be healthy um, down the stretch here. I have the Jaguars losing to the Cowboys. Then I have them taking down the Jets in New York. The reason I have them beating the Jets instead of the Lions is simply for the fact that the Jaguars went up to New York last year, got their asses handed to them. I think that was an embarrassing moment for the entire defense, an embarrassing moment for the entire organization, and I think they go up there and they take care of business. I think Trevor Lawrence kind of, 
I, I think he brings something a little extra in that game. Then you go to Houston to take on the Texans. Again, the Jaguars have not beaten Houston since 2017. I think they completely flipped the script this year and beat the Texans twice, who I, I don't think did the best job this offseason with their coaching staff. Again, Lovey Smith is a fine coach. Pep Hamilton's a fine coach. I don't like how they handled David Culley and Tim Kelly. Um, and I just still think this is a team that is far away from being competitive week in and week out. Maybe the Texans will prove me wrong. We'll see. But I have the Jaguars at 7-9 and nine heading into their final game of the season, which is, of course, in Jacksonville against the Tennessee Titans, which I have them losing. I cannot predict the Jaguars to beat the Titans yet. Uh, I need to see it from them. And you can say, well, why can you predict them to beat the Texans? It's because the Texans do not have the talent. They do not have the coaching staff. Uh, again, Lovey Smith is a fine coach, but when you look around the league, um, Titans head coach has proven to be one of the better coaches in all of football. Mike Vrabel, uh, he's got a consistent program, a hard-nosed program, and they've been competitive every single year he's been there. Uh, They're number one seed in the AFC last year for a reason, even with with missing Derrick Henry for a time. So I have the Jaguars losing that one, which gets us to 7-10. And And I'm going to go through here and and, um, break it down how I actually looked at it here now. I have them going 2-2 two and two against the NFC East. I think that's totally reasonable. That's one of the uh, less talented divisions overall in the league, in my opinion. I do think the Eagles are the, the top team there. I have them going 1-3 and three against the AFC West. No surprises. I mean, you could very easily predict them to go 0-4 oh against the West. I just think the Raiders coming into Jacksonville... Uh, presents an opportunity for the Jaguars to take advantage of that one. Then I have them going 3-3 three and three against the AFC South, sweeping the Texans, splitting with the Colts, and being swept by the Titans. And then 1-2 and two against the Jets, Lions, and Ravens. I do not think they can beat the Ravens at this juncture, not yet. Um, I do think they have the talent to compete, but the Ravens are a much more experienced football team, a more experienced coaching staff. Um, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. And then splitting with the Jets and Lions, I explained that already. So 7-10, and 10, would that be a success? I mean, it would mean that they have added four wins to their total from 2021. It means that they beat the Vegas odds of six and a half wins. Um, it means that they were competitive. And I do think this is going to be a competitive football team. And it also means, I think, if you get to 7-10, and 10, that the expectation in 2023 is playoffs or bust. Do I think this qualifies as, as a good season? No, it's not a good season. 7-10 and 10 is not good. But it's an improvement. I think it's you need to see them get to at least the 6 or 7 win mark to feel good about the direction of the organization, personally. Um, now, sure, you can, you can say all this and... As long as Trevor Lawrence has a good year, you're going to feel okay about things moving forward, as long as he shows a lot of development, which you expect him to do. But I just don't think, even though the Jaguars have only won four games in the last two seasons, that you can be happy with seven wins. You can be encouraged with seven wins and say, you know, we're, we're heading in the right direction, but seven wins is not the final goal. This team, Doug Peterson, the way he's communicating with these players – they're not trying to just get better and be competitive. They're trying to make the playoffs. They're trying to play in January and February this year. Will they do that? 
Clearly, I don't believe so. I do think that they could. I'm not putting that past them in any stretch. But if they do, that means that a lot of their young pieces started to gel very quickly. It means a rookie defensive coordinator and a rookie offensive coordinator figured out how to get it done at this level. Um, and, And it means that Trevor Lawrence took a big step. It means his weapons were good enough. It means the defense is what I expected to be and maybe even a little bit more. But I, I don't expect all the pieces to align in year one. I do think it will be a year of improvement, a year of encouraging developments, but I just don't think they'll be quite ready yet to, to make the playoffs, especially taking on the AFC West three straight games during the middle of that schedule. I think it could be brutal. But that is going to do it. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I have the Jaguars going 7-10 and 10 in the 2022 NFL season. If you're interested, please check out our channel membership. It helps support what I'm doing here and continuing to grow the channel. There's some really fun perks on there too. There's a link in the description below. You can hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo. Let me know what you think of my prediction here. Uh, Follow Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. And if you want to support the channel further, you can go pick up a new hat or shirt on genjag.com right now. We've got a link to that in the description below as well. Have a great one, Duval. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.